Is that okay? One of my really good friends, his name's Johnny Logan. We've been friends since third grade. And uh, I used to work for his dad at an appliance center, Logan's Appliance Center. And I saw on Facebook that uh, he, he posted that this, this week that there was a family that left for vacation. And right before they left on vacation, they hit their dryer. That dryer ran for 10 days while they're on vacation, a gas dryer. So I told you it was not spiritual, but it could save you money. You should probably not ever turn your dryer on before you leave to go on vacation. Amen? I told you it was a FYI. Father, thank you for today. I ask that you speak to us. Lead us. Anoint this time. Father, anoint your word in Jesus' name. And everyone said, how many Hawk fans do we have here today? Knock, knock. Owen. Owen, too. I'm not a Hawk fan. I love Hawk fans. I'm just not a Hawk fan. Amen. Love you guys. The question in this series, All In, is are you all in? Have you ever pushed your chips in the middle. Can I get an all from this side? Can I get an in from this side? Have you ever went all in before? Have you ever went all in like Peter stepping out of the boat? Have you ever went all in like Isaac uh, being laid on the altar by his daddy Abraham? Have you ever put your Isaac on the altar? Have you ever went all in like Esther and kneeled before the king? Have you ever went all in like the woman with the alabaster and she broke all she had. Have you ever went all in? Ask your neighbor this morning, have you ever went all in? It may sound a little radical, Christianity Church 2015, but it really is the norm for what Jesus has called us, you and I, to do, to go all in. Matthew 4, 21, 22 says this, a little farther up the shore he saw two brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called to them to come too, and immediately followed him, leaving boat and their father behind, all in. Uh, I find three beautiful characteristics of people that I read about in the Bible that I watch who are all in, people that I know that are all in. Three beautiful, I think, godly characteristics of being all in. Number one, they have a strength about them. Not, not strength in flexing their muscles, but they have a strength. They lean into the strength of God. Number two, they're courageous. Number three, they have conviction. What is conviction? You're not swayed by what the world says. You're not swayed by what this person, you have a conviction. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, a little bit deeper. There's one guy in the Bible, there's many, many that I uh, really admire, but there's one guy that stands out to me who have these three characteristics of courage and strength and conviction. His name is Joshua. How many of you have ever heard of Joshua before? Raise your hand. Let's try that again. Some of you scare me. You ever heard of Joshua? Raise your hand. God bless you. That's wonderful. Joshua, if you don't know about this, whenever Moses was on the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments from God, 
The elders, 70 elders, was at the bottom of the mountain. Guess who was on the mountain with Moses? Joshua, this young man. There was a, a, a tabernacle called the, the Tabernacle of Moses. And at times, Joshua would linger there in God's presence, even after Moses had left. There was a young man who God sent out as a spy and told Moses to send him out. And his name was Joshua. I want to talk about that this morning. I want to talk about these three characteristics. Joshua is just getting ready to, you know, we're all in a process. We're all in a process to do, I think, great and mighty exploits for God. Joshua's been in a process for a very long time. You know, I, I love to say this, you're somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you do right now. You're somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you do right now. But Joshua's not about to be somewhere in the future. Man, he's there. He's right. He's getting ready to walk out. It's like his dream and desire has crossed, and in the middle of that cross is his God-given destiny. He's getting ready to have his all-in moment. If you look at Joshua 1, 2, I want to read that today. It's all in moment of Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come. The time has come. Hey, hey, this is your all in moment. Joshua, are you going to go all in? This is it right here. The time has come. For you to lead these people, the Israelites, man, Moses would be some big shoes to fill, wouldn't he? To lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving them. Joshua is all in moment. God promises, I think for those, I think this is a, let me say, let me give you a secret about God's promises. God's word is full of promises. Those promises are for you and I. But why would someone walk in the promises of God and someone not walk in the promises of God? I think it has a lot to do with our faith, and I think it has a lot to do with our attitude. That promise right there is my promise, and I'm going to own that promise. You follow me? It's important that you own the promises that God has written for you and I. Just because you're in the promised land doesn't mean that you won't run into a giant, you won't have some battles, but God still gave you the land, and he's got some beautiful promises for you and I. But you can't twiddle your thumbs and go, well, if Jesus wants me to have the promise, I guess I'll have him one day. No, you got to own it, baby. You got to own the promises. They're there. Like this one that I'm about to read that is for Joshua, but I think it's for you and I. Listen to this promise, Joshua 1.5. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Tell your neighbor right now, own that. And then God begins to tell him, hey, it's going to take, for you to go all in, it's going to take some things, Joshua. And he really drills home a couple of words out of about three scriptures. You, you, you need to have this, Joshua. you got to have this deep in your heart, Joshua. Look at verses 1, uh, 6 through 7. It says, be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong 
and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instruction Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Courage, courageous, being courageous is not deterred by pain or by danger. Joshua doesn't know he's going to be faced with, but God knows in advance, hey, if you're going to go all in, you got to have courage and you got to have strength. Be strong and very courageous. He reminds him again. Look at verse 9. This is my command. <laughs> Be strong and courageous. Now, I hope some of you get that in your guts and your spirit today, that I'm not just talking about Joshua right now. I'm talking about you. Be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. So he puts it out there to Joshua. This is your all-in moment. Then he says, hey, you're going to need this. You're going to be, need to be strong and courageous. And right now I'm going to give you a key to success. Verse 9, verse 8. Study this book. I could just stop right there. <laughs> Study this book. What, you, you think that's a self-help book right there he's talking about? What, what book do you think he's talking about right there? Come on. Study this book of instruction continually. I love that we handed out those cards last week of of reading through the Bible. How many of you got one of those cards last week? Man, if you ain't got one of those cards, you are to be fighting at the end in the, in the foyer out there to grab one of those cards. It's one of my favorite things I've done in a long time to freshen up my devotion. My goodness. We gave all those cards out last week and uh, made more of those cards for you this week. Why? Because there's a key to your success in your Christian walk. Look at it. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. How many of you would like to prosper and succeed in all that you do? Okay. A lot of you don't want to prosper and succeed. I don't understand that, that you want to fail and not succeed. So I think we should try that again, <laughs> right? This is not J-O, it's God's word. How many of you would like to prosper and succeed in all that you do? God bless you. Thank you. You scare me sometimes. And he says, this is how you're going to do it. Stay in the book. Meditate in the book. Continually be in the book. That's why we do things like that year reading the word of God. Just so that you do your disciplines? No. Is there, is there like uh, uh, magic to meditation? No. Meditate. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who's not walked in the counsel of the ungodly. Stand in the way of sinners. Seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he does meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree 
planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in seasons, whose leaf also shall not wither. How many of you, when you get older, you don't want to have your little leaves withering? Right? Come on. There's, there's, there's power in God's word. I went to a birthday, Radine and I went to a birthday party yesterday. We stopped by to get a card. I found a, a card for 21 years old. I found a card for 50 and for 60. I think I saw one for 70, 70 80. I think I even saw one for 90. But all those cards were too young. Because we went to a birthday party for Maggie, who turned 100 yesterday. She used to set right there about where Gabe's setting, uh, Diana Peterson's mother. I want to let you know, blessed is the man. What? Meditate on God's word. Be like a tree planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruit. In, how many of you want to be fruitful in life? Leaves not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. Why? Because you got a 20,000-year degree at the college? Ain't nothing wrong with that. But that's not what my Bible says. Get a four-year, get a master's, get a doctor, praise God. You need that, do that. But I want to tell you right now the secret to prospering all that you do is meditating on God's word day and night. God told Joshua that. Psalms David. Come on, stay in God's word continually. That's a key to success. Joshua, his courage is not didn't just begin when God turned over the Israelites to him. This young man had courage many years before that. If you look in Numbers 13, God told Moses, hey, I want you to choose a leader leader from every tribe, and I want you to send those 12 leaders to scout out this land in Canaan. And let me just read that for a moment. The Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land in Canaan, um, the, land that, the land that we were just talking about that Joshua was getting ready to take uh, the, God's people into. Years before that, he scouted it out. And the land I'm going to give the Israelites, send one leader. Everyone say leader. leader. These are just not, these are leaders of every tribe from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. And one of those leaders is a guy named Joshua. Now, I love this because I love preaching about young people because we're a generation church. We believe in the pipeline. We believe in young people getting in the pipeline at an early age. And you don't got it at 21 years old. You don't got to go raise hell and, and sow some kind of crazy oats and all that stuff. Wheat, whatever, weed, whatever. You don't got to do that. You stay in the pipeline and you serve Jesus all the days of your life. How old do you think Joshua was as a leader of a tribe called Ephraim? How old do you think this young man was? Give me a guess. 26. Good guess. Good guess. Who said 17? Are you cheating on me? Are you cheating on me? Lou's cheating on me, man. 17 years old. 17 years, I love young people. God chose, he didn't despise, we don't despise young people around here. Man, you come here on Wednesday night, this place is blowing up with young people worshiping Jesus. Thursday night, ages 18 to 28, Bar City. I heard we had the largest crowd we'd ever had Thursday night. Come on, it's worshiping Jesus, people getting born again. Come on, you hear, you feel me? Young people, listen. Why? Because Jesus, he'll, man, 
He'll take a, a fat individual and use them in a heartbeat. What is a fat individual? Someone who's faithful, someone who's available, and someone who is trainable. And Joshua was a fat Christian man. That brother, he was faithful, he was available, and he was trainable. And all of a sudden, you see him at 17 years old, he's one of the spies. Why would Joshua be ready in Joshua 1 and 2 to take over the leadership of Moses? Because it started way back when this man was a courage. He was full of courage. He was full of conviction. He was full of strength when he was a young man. Why would God select Joshua? Because, say this with me, this side, say all. all. This side, say in. in. Because Joshua, as a young man, was all in. What if Joshua doesn't go all in in Joshua 1 and 2? What, is, what if Joshua doesn't, he is like, God, I can't do this. I can't feel Moses' uh, footsteps. I can't do that. I can't lead your people. What if Joshua doesn't go all in? What will happen if you don't go all in? What will you miss? Who will not be led into the promised land if you don't go all in? Well, J.O., that's just too heavy right there, man. God, Hey, hey, hey. Hey, when you sign up to Jesus, I want to let you know, you sign up to chips in, all in. Joshua led a generation into the promised land. Another guy that I admire with Joshua, I kind of see them as Batman and Robin. How many of y'all remember Batman and Robin the cartoon? You remember that? Little Batman and Robin. They kind of remind me of that. Joshua was 17, but there was another guy that was full of, listen to me, strength, courage, and conviction. And his name was Caleb. He was another one of the leaders of the tribe. Joshua was a leader at 17 of Ephraim. Caleb was a leader that was chosen for the tribe of Judah. Let me read a little bit about that because Moses sent out 12 spies. Listen, real good. 10 saw one thing. 10 said one thing. 10 had one perspective. And 2 saw something else. 2 had a different perspective. 2 had different kind of faith. Listen, 10 were out. And two were in. Ten were all out. And ten, two were all in. Everyone say all, all in. in. Here we go. Let, let me tell you what the ten saw. You would think that they're on two different lands, two, for, two different places, two total different reports. Listen to what the ten said. The ten said, up, up, Moses, the people are strong. Up, we are like, they're like giants. The people are stronger than us. Uh, the land we traveled in devours everybody. Uh, who goes there, they'll be devoured. The people are huge. And uh, we felt like grasshoppers. <laughs> now that was the perspective of 10, 10 who were out. Come on, 10 who were out. In the midst of that report, while these 10 are talking, talking like this, just running their mouths, Sharing a terrible, how many of you know that the words that you say is going to impact those around you? 
your poisonous report, if you have one, which I hope you don't, can impact many people. Their report started impacting thousands and thousands. We're not talking about a little city group. We're talking about thousands of people. Their report began to impact them just Caleb hears this, and he tries to quiet them down. I love Caleb, his spirit man. Just listen to Caleb in Numbers 13, 30. 30. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Listen to what Caleb had to say. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. I love that because Caleb, he didn't go, he, he just walked, him and Joshua just walked to a different beat. They just didn't flow down the river. All the ten are going this direction, politically correct. I'm gonna, we just need to flow with them. I want to let you know right now, you guys, there's plenty of opportunities for you just to flow down the river in this day and time. God wants you to be people of strength, of courage, and conviction. I'm not going to flow down the river like all the other fish. Come on, somebody. I want to flow up the river to Jesus Christ. Look at the, the, the impact of these ten. The whole community that night, they wept all night long. Why? Because of the, the report of those ten. They wept all night long. Why? Because the impact of not going all in, the impact of their attitudes, and the impact of their mouths. Okay? Look what took place. They protested against they. Who are they? They is those that they turned that uh, all the ten had a voice in. They turned the whole congregation, the whole congregation against Moses and Aaron. You should read it. It's very, it's very insightful. Look at, listen, after this took place, the Israelites, they had a discussion we're going to kick the leaders out. We want to vote in some new leaders. And uh, I think we should go back to Egypt. Let's go. Let's go back to Egypt. Going to go back to Egypt. What did we do in Egypt? Well, we were slaves there. We made bricks. We were beaten there. Come on, somebody. The, the power of ten not going all in, come on, and the impact they had by their report. And so this is what takes place. Uh, Numbers 14, 5 through 9. Moses and Aaron, look what they did. They did something really beautiful. They fell down, uh, face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. How many of you know when, when things are not going good that you probably should seek God? When the world's going one way and it's trying to sway you to go that way, I think it's good for you to hit your face and begin to seek God. If you want strength, courage, and conviction, I want to let you know where that comes from. It comes from seeking God. Moses and Aaron, they didn't know what to do. They had a million people against them. We're going to vote you out. We're going back to Egypt. You guys are crazy. What do they do? They begin to seek the God. And look what, look what took place. Two of the men who had explored the land... Uh, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, just trying to get their attention again, he said, that the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, 
He will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, for the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. I want to show you something that separated the ten and the two. Why was the ten all out? And why was the two all in? Why was the ten out and the ten in, two in? Because Joshua and Caleb were men of strength and courage and conviction. And the two, you know what they had? Weakness, fear, and doubt. Strength, courage, and conviction. Weakness, fear, and doubt. What would you choose today? Listen real close. Weakness, fear, and doubt will always lead you down one path. While strength, courage, and conviction will lead you down another path. It will always. I don't care if you've been in the church 40 years. You give place to fear, doubt, cowardness, it will lead you down one path. Fear is like fire. It will consume you. Fear never has enough. You can't give fear that much. You give fear that much, it'll take that much. And then it wants more. Why do you think there's hundreds and hundreds of phobias? You ought to just look up, just Google phobia sometime. There's a phobia for about everything that you can think of. There's probably phobias for carpet. I don't know. Why? Because, wake up, church. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Don't be thinking, well, it's just, you know, in my imagination. Fear is a spirit. And it's not from God. God told Timothy, well, through Paul, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. If you have fear, you don't have power, you don't have love, and you don't have sound mind. Why do you think it's a phobia? But if you have power, love, and sound mind, guess what? You don't have fear. You can't give. You don't allow fear. It will take you down the wrong path. It's always a path of darkness. It's always a path of despair. It's always a path of death. No, you want to go... Whatever it takes, you get a hold, you lean into the strength and the power of God. And you walk in the strength and you walk in the courage and you walk in the conviction of the Holy Spirit no matter what it takes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, you're convicting me again. But when it comes down to it, honestly, I praise God for that conviction. That conviction keeps me on that skinny path right there instead of doing something crazy. Come on, conviction. Well, I want to jump ahead 45 years because I want you to hear the story of Joshua, Caleb, Batman, and Robin. I want you to see what kind of men these were. They didn't start out one way and end up all crazy at the end. They didn't allow the world or the ways of the world or the books of the world or the laws of the world to sway them of what they believed in their conviction and their strength and their courage. No, no. 
look at this, right? Turn with me to uh, Joshua 14, 6 through 14. It's going to be behind me, but if you have your Bible, please turn there. My good, just go ahead and elbow beside you. There's somebody in here uh, sleeping. I don't know how they sleep with me preaching, but give them a good elbow right now. Joshua's 14, 6 through uh, 14, you there? It's on, the, it's on the Sky Bible, but I think you are to just, first of all, I think you are to just have your Bibles. Is that okay to say? Because we're in church. What am I going to preach out every, out of, every weekend? I'm going to preach out of the Bible, amen? amen? So you can bring it. Here we go. Now the people of Judah approach Joshua at Gilgal. What's happening here, if you look at the first five verses, you're going to see that the tribes were coming to Joshua, and they're going, they're getting dispersed the land that they had inherited. So Joshua's dispersing out this land among the tribes. Now we jump into verse 6. Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, listen to this, it's beautiful. You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. So you have Joshua, who was 17 years old. You have Caleb, who was 40 years old. They both were spies, and they both had the right heart and attitude. These two were in while the ten were out. And look what, I love the next portion of scripture. Just, you got to let this get in your guts today. Caleb says this. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. Not of the ten. Not of the world, not of the voting of politically correctness, not of what they say over here in this book or choose over here. I brought a report back to Moses that of the convictions in my heart. Do you have convictions today? What is a conviction? A conviction is a belief that you will not sway from. A conviction is like, it is written, I stand on this. I don't care if everybody jumps on that other wagon right there or that boat right there. This is my conviction. This is what I believe. This is what the Word says. It is written. This is my conviction. Heart of the City Church, we have convictions. We have a conviction of the Word of God. It's the, the living Word of God. It's flawless. It's ageless. We live by the word of God. We have conviction about marriage. We have a conviction about family. We have a conviction about baptisms. We have a conviction about reaching the lost. Come on. We have a conviction about helping the poor. We have a conviction about single parents, how we want to help them. We have conviction about prayer. We have conviction about worship, man. We're all in worshipers right here. Yo, come on. 
If it's your first time, just jump in. Come on, go all in with us. We have conviction. We're not going to be swayed. If somebody comes in here and goes, I, 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 I don't really like your worship. Well, Southwest Airlines says there's other airports, other airplanes. Right? Where we have conviction. Amen? We want everybody to be here. We want to reach our city. But we have convictions in what we believe. And guess what? We ain't going to move from them, right? How many of you are people of conviction? You're not going to be swayed. You're not going to be moved by the things of this world. Come on, somebody. Jay, I don't like that this morning. I'm just trying to help you. I'm your best friend right now. <laughs> Caleb was a man of strength, courage, and conviction. He wasn't swayed by the ten or the million. He had a conviction in his heart, and that's what he spoke out of. I love that. Now listen, Caleb talks about the other ten. Listen to what he says. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me, made the hearts of the people melt in fear. The other ten, because they didn't have conviction, they caused maybe, let's just say a million people, their hearts melted. What does that mean? It means their hearts turned to liquid. They liquefy their hearts because of their terrible, poisonous report because they didn't have strength, courage, or conviction. You following me? What did they have? They were weak, fearful of doubt, cowards. I love what Caleb says. It's going to be right there. you got to follow that, right, that little area right there. Look what he says. He says, I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Hey, hey, hey. I was all in back then, baby. I'm two that was in, not 10 that was out. I've been all in 40 years, and before that, if you follow my track record, I was all in before that, and now I'm 85 years old, and guess what? I'm still all in. I did it wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance, that of your children forever. Because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Because you've been all in. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he kept me alive for 45 years. Since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am. 85 years old. I'm 85. How many of y'all are 85? 85 or above? Nobody? I got some news for those who are a little bit older. Listen to me. 85 or above. Look what Caleb says. I am still as strong as the day Moses sent me out. I'm as still as strong as I was when I was 40 years old. 45 years later, I'm still just as strong. Listen to him. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. I will go and throat punch somebody just like I did when I was 40. I'll do it when I'm 85 years old. On the day Caleb was born, the nurses all gathered round. 
They gazed in a wild wonder at the joy they found. The head nurse spoke up, said, leave this one alone. She could tell right away that Caleb was bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad. Bad. Bad to the bone. Caleb was bad to the bone, baby. Look what Caleb says now. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. What I tell you about promises? God's got promises for you and I. You can't do this. Well, I'm just going to sit back and maybe those promises will come one day. I think you got to have to add, have an attitude like Caleb. Hey! That's my mountain, Joshua. God promised me that 45 years ago. Give me my mountain. Give me my hill country. That's mine right there. I've been all in, baby. I haven't turned away. I want my inheritance. Look what kind of attitude that will get you. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities were fortified and big, just like years ago. Heard about the giants and the big guys and all that. Same report, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Hey, 85 years old, let me at them. I'll take them out. That's my land. I'm all in just like I was at 40. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. And Hebron was belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, of the Kenzite, ever since, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. Let me finish with the scripture. What does God say about Caleb? Numbers 14, 24. But because my servant Caleb was a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. What, what is a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly? I'm going to tell you right now what it means. All in. All in. He was all in. I will bring him into the land. He went, and the descendants will inherit. Will you stand to your feet?